0: Welcome to the business of beverages, drinks industry insights with makers, marketeers, and mischief. Hello, and welcome to BizBevPod's bi-weekly quiz, for myself and Billiam here, William P. Keating, take each other. said, <laughs> <Billiam. across. laughs> it's, it's a new nickname I'm trying out just to see how it goes. Cross between Bill and Will and William? Yeah, a little bit. Ah, I, I, actually, I, I'm going to roll with it. Billiam. Brilliant. all right, so William Keating. Uh, once again, we, we face each other down in a battle of wits to see who can guess the beverage brand or beverage itself the first. So as always, would you like to ask the questions first? Would you like to answer the questions first? Uh, so last time, I think I, I asked first. So this time, why don't you ask first? Okay, all right, straight into it. So, Will, this company was founded in 1945 by two brothers-in-law from Barcelona. Ooh okay much more modern than we're used to normally it's you know 18 so-and-so well this company was founded okay so i'm in barcelona what do i know about barcelona i could have nothing to do with barcelona who knows um i'm going to go with estrella dam uh, it's not estrella dam but uh, this company were very early adopters of media and uh, featured uh, ads on radio from a very early stage and uh, before using cartoon advertisements in the 1960s. However, they only got around to changing their longtime horrifically racist song in 2020. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, they effectively had the same tune to advertise this on, on TV and radio uh, up, until 19, or up until 2020. And it's... Yeah, it it does not fly. <sighs> okay, um, I try to think of racist, um, uh, racist, overtly racist advertised drinks. Hmm, well, there's, there's a few. There's a few. It's uh, not as short as as it should be. Um, mm. Okay, so I'm thinking that this is. Probably not an alcoholic drink. You're so, thinking will be correct on that line. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> alcohol is definitely not racist. Oh, unfortunately not. Um, but I'm... Okay, uh, I, I believe I'm I'm wrong, but I'm going to go say Kiora. Uh, it's not Kiora, who, who you are quite right in saying also had a very racist ad for a long portion of her advertising campaign, but it's, it's not Kiora. However, the ingredients for clue number three might steer you down the right direction. This mm. product is made from sugar, processed cocoa, wheat flour, and cola nut. Ooh. So it's a. Oh, what's... Uh, oh. Okay. So there's a... I'm, I'm thinking of a powdered cola drink. Yeah. I'm thinking of the one that walk, has... Walk, walk, walking down the right road. I'm thinking of the one that's kind of predominantly yellow, that has a kid smiling on the front of the packet. I can't remember the name. It's not Nesquik, but it's something beginning with C, I think. You, you have uh, all of the elements, except for the name. Um, like, you, you know what it is. I feel I should give you the points. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the name. Is the name Colacao? It is Colacao. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted that I came up with that myself, just about. Phew. Yeah, you got there. I, I was going to give you the points, because you knew exactly what I was talking about. You just The, the name just uh, got stuck. Yeah, uh, it it, it, un, it unblocked itself eventually. But yeah, call a cow. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's kind of like a Nesquik type thing. I don't really remember oh, ever having in, it. In, indeed, it is, Will. Um, I don't think it's available in Ireland anymore, but it was here for a brief uh, time in the 80s. Um, so, so I would have said for two points, it has a long time association with sport and has actually sponsored the Spanish Olympic Federation from 1972 all the way up to today. Uh, and a large number of green spaces in Spain are sponsored by Cola Cow, and they're called Cola Cow Circuits that you can walk around or run around, if you so choose. Ah, I did not know that. But, so but, uh, racism yeah, the, the Nesquik, on one hand, sports sponsorship on spoiler. the other. Yep. Uh, and for, for one point, the they have a huge, very loyal fan base of people who argue consistently that it's way, 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 way better than Nesquik, who also have a large... Very dedicated, passionate fan base uh, who often take to Twitter to to the point where uh, about three years ago, a fake Nesquik Twitter page and a fake Cola Cow Twitter page really went at it as to who was the better one, where both <laughs> companies had to come out and state it had nothing to do with them. The European <laughs> Consumer Association got involved and actually did a, a test of all of these type of products to determine which one is better. Uh, And I think Cola Cow placed fourth and Nesquik placed fifth. Uh, And and right now, the the Cola Cow fanatics are claiming that because McDonald's made a Cola Cow McFlurry in Spain in 2020, there's no Nesquik equivalent. So therefore, Cola Cow is better. Oh, God. Talk about dancing on the head of a pin. I'll be honest. This was a rabbit hole of the internet I didn't expect. (laughs) (laughs) But but then once I was in, it was very hard to get out of it. (laughs) well you do love twitter so um, I, I do i do but imagine having two parody pages fighting so hard that you the actual companies have to come out and distance themselves from some of the comments <laughs> um you're gonna have to tell us eventually maybe we'll put it in the show notes um who came out on top in the european consumer agency uh, trial of um drinks call a cow came fourth Nesquik came fifth yeah, but who came so- first Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't go down that route. Like the Twitter, right. the Twitter argument was way more entertaining than seeing who actually came for a second or third. We'll we'll check that out. We'll let you know. Um, yeah, brilliant. Okay. Well, I feel like I just about scraped my three points there. Eventually, it it. Um, no, you did well. You knew the brand. Just the, the name was just a bit of a stickler. Yeah. So well done. okay. Well, um, let's see how you get on with your questions, Foxy. Yes, just give me a minute, Will, because I just need to go on Twitter to say that Call of Cow has been featured on the BizBev pod uh, and Nesquik has not. So let them argue about <laughs> that for a few minutes. Well, that's the, that's the definition of, um, of the more successful product, isn't it, ultimately? Like we're, we're done. Argument's over. If you've been on the yeah. BizBev pod, you're the winner. And if you disagree with that, please contact at Will on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone, please. Okay. All right. All right. I, ready I've for your Sorry, question. I got distracted. Yes. Right. So, uh, this for five points. In 1885, the distillery for this product was destroyed in a fire. Oh, I'd say that's probably a good 60% of distilleries based yes. off various tours yes, I've done. Exactly. <laughs> nice and broad. Yes. If you've been around for over 100 years as a distillery, it's quite likely that you've burnt down at some point. And, and usually between the 1860s and the 1920s has already <laughs> been a, a, a good portion. Um, all right, 1885. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, no, we had Buffalo Trace relatively recently, so I know it's not we that did. one. Um, we did, you're right. I will go with George Dickel. No, no, unfortunately not. Um, it's not George Dickel. Um, for four points. As far as I'm aware, and I am open to correction on this, this is the only distillery in the world to have its image on legal tender banknotes. Oh, I know this. Oh, I've done the tour here. Uh, Hang on. I know it's sterling. It's on sterling, but I actually can't remember (laughs) which distillery it is. Um, Because I also know you can't spend that sterling in England. So it has to be either Scottish or... Oh, this ah, is actually quite enjoyable this, watching this, this, you. This, oh, it's a flip of a coin. Um, oh, right, I have a 50-50 shot at this. Is it? No. Ah, uh, Bushmills. <laughs> nope. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Bushmills. Bushmills. <laughs> <laughs> Final answer? But, yeah. Yes, yeah. Bushmills? Bushmills is my final answer. Correct. Ah! Well done. Oh, ah! ah, excellent. What was your other guess? Uh, it, was, it was actually going to be wrong. It was going to be uh Kinsey. Yeah, no, no. It is, in fact, Bushmills. Perhaps Glen Kinchy is on legal notes, but I don't I think don't, so. I don't think so, no. Um, you're absolutely correct. It is, in fact, Bushmills. Um, so the uh, Northern Irish uh, sterling five pound note had for a certainly for a period of time had an image of the old Bushman's distillery. So yeah, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Northern Irish sterling is a bit like monopoly money. You can, or, or not monopoly, Disney, Disney dollars where you can only yeah. spend it in that one region, which is bizarre. I, I don't know how many times I've been in London and ha- tried to pay a taxi driver with, with yeah. money that I had from a trip to Belfast and they, they look at you as if you've Shat you're trying to hand. pass off... Yeah, you're kind of passing off counterfeit money. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I've had a number of arguments and people say, you wanted... The, you wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> um. Anyway, we we'll moving swiftly onwards. Yeah, congratulations. That would have been... Uh, for, that was four points, so well-earned. Uh, for three points, I would have listed the former owners of the distillery. So, such as Hugh Anderson, Sir, uh, Thomas Phillips, uh, James McColgan, uh, Patrick Cargan... Isaac Wolfson mm-hmm. uh, and now it's currently owned by the uh, Beckman family who purchased it from Diageo if I yes. recall correctly. Yeah. Yes um, so I think that would have certainly given it to you and for two points uh, I would have told you that in 1890 a steamship named after the distillery uh, travelled uh, between Europe and the US ferrying the cargo uh, famously uh, at the SS Bushmills and then, for one point, uh, it is very well represented in popular culture uh, with appearances in uh, movies and TV as diverse as Better Call Saul, The Eagle Has Landed, Independence Day, and famously in The Wire, where McNulty attends a, uh, uh, I think it's some kind of function, and they it's have funeral. a free bar. I think it's a funeral. Yeah. Uh, he asks for Jemison, and they say, uh, No, we don't got that. We've got this. And he says, Oh, that's the Protestant whiskey. <laughs> yep yeah uh, uh mcnulty who is of course originally english with irish heritage yeah um but actually that line has one of the sorry that um tv program has one of the best re- rejoiners ever where uh, mcnulty turns his nose up at it because it's not his usual drink which is Jemison, and the barman just turns around and says well the price is right ain't it <laughs> Very true. which mcnulty agrees yep. yep free is free um well well uh, done victory that, that was that was enjoyable. No, it, it was heart-wrenching at the time, uh, <laughs> having it balanced on a dice. But that was, that was good. Um, uh, I, I think it was well worth it just to watch the torture yeah. as you yes. knew that you knew, but you didn't quite know. There's two of us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, do, you, do you want to know my fun fact about The Wire? Shoot. So at the end of every season, they didn't know if it was going to get renewed for a following season. So that's why they had to finish every season that it could finish and be left there or could tailor into something else and that's why they have uh, Season 2 has very different characters and story arc than Season 1 um, because they never knew what was going to happen on the next one. That to me is what I actually enjoyed the most about The Wire is that each season was kind of a distinct look at a different part of the, okay. part of the city. You know, the docks, the um, journalism, um, education, police. U- U- Union strikes, the whole lot. Yeah. yeah. she. <laughs> it's also a very quotable TV show ah love The Wire love it love it love it uh, just can't wait for it to reappear at some stage on one of the streamers so I can re-watch it. Oh, give it give it time Glenn. and then you just shut yourself off from the world for a couple of weeks and watch it back to back to back it brings me back to uh, I think my eldest was probably born uh, and somebody gave me the DVDs and I was able to just you know on nights um uh, if if I was up feeding or whatever i'd i watch an episode uh, I actually uh, cancelled a date one night so that I could watch two more episodes <laughs> I love the way that you're slightly proud of that fact uh, I, I am a little bit and, and if you are listening Sarah, I do apologize I wasn't actually ill that night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at BizBevPod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash BizBevPod. <laughs> Excellent uh, and sad, all at the same uh, time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't going anywhere anyway. The word, the word, gave me more long time happiness. <laughs>